0: We couldn't shake no more We got down on our knees When cancer knocked out our door We got
1: kicked in the ass We gave lots of sass
0: But when it rained trees in the dark. You're listening to Thanks Cancer. I'm Mimi Hall. I'm Leanna House. We're two cancer friends. We are not doctors. No, and we're not shrinks. We're not nurses or anything like it. And because of that, we
1: are going to use some appropriately obscene language. Let's just call it salty. Anyway, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish we had when we
0: were dealing with our treatment. Um, so, Mimi... We are talking about something really exciting today. And you can tell my, by my voice how excited I am about it. Okay. We're talking about fatigue. It's, it's real. The struggle is real. Yeah, I'm tired today. I'm exhausted. Did you sleep last night? No. Ooh. Did you sleep last night? I did
1: not, which is a little unusual for me.
0: Yeah? You usually sleep? I do. I,
1: I, so since my treatment, I would say that I have a tendency to sleep a lot. Has that
0: been the case for you, though? I don't think it has been. No, that has not been the case for me. Um, I used to be a champion sleeper, like, 12 hours, no problem. Um, But now I wake up multiple times in the night. I can't fall asleep until 3 a.m., and then I sleep, you know, crappily until, like, 7. So I'm tired all the time. So are you tired when you go to bed? Yes, but, like, not tired enough to fall asleep. I sleep maybe a good three hours a night, and then another, you know, three hours tossing and turning. And what do you, like, where, when did it start for you? The initial after diagnosis, you just, you just don't sleep. You're, like, a crazy person. Um, I was very wired, Um, so like the first full week after diagnosis, I didn't sleep at all, and then I was on fertility treatment, so the hormones were making me crazy, and that didn't help with my sleep, and then you have chemo, which also is not great for sleeping, and then yeah, no, just all of it, All, all of cancer treatment is not conducive to sleep. For me. But you, you, how can you sleep and I can't sleep? Is it the different immunotherapies? It could be because I've become anemic. I mean, that's, that's really,
1: it's the unhappy answer. One of the side effects I suffered from was anemia once my periods came back. And um, it just makes you really like just incredibly tired.
0: Did you have anemia
1: before ever? Not, you know, I've always run towards the anemic side. It's just
0: the way my blood is. It sort of runs fast and thin. And you're a vegetarian. Right. Which is also another, I don't want to say a risk factor, but most vegetarians are a little bit more on the anemic side. Exactly. More than the iron-rich side with the blood.
1: Right. That's completely right. So I started to go into more and more anemia, and I just started to sleep a lot, but I will say I completely relate to the sleeplessness that you're talking about going through treatment. I had a hard time sleeping, I think, just from the whole stress of the situation, like kind of from the diagnosis on, like right. just the the anxiety levels kept me up at night, and just worrying that I was going to die. I mean, that's not, that's not like the best lullaby. Right. I mean, fear of death. So there was this horrible feeling of going to sleep because I knew when I would wake up, I would wake up to this reality. (sighs) That horrible feeling when you wake up in the morning. That's so heartbreaking where you're like, no, this isn't a dream. This is all actually going on. So I think that was an issue in the beginning. So my doctor prescribed me lorazepam. Um, Which I would take at night, you know, like a half milligram kind of thing, Mm. which definitely develops a dependency. I mean, my doctors were aware that like I was going to have to like wean myself off of that. Mm. And I basically could sleep like a champion still, but I did find myself watching Netflix like late into the night, like binge watching seasons, which was weird. Like I never watched screens. I don't like screens in my bedroom normally, but I couldn't read anymore. Ultimately, yeah. I put away the screen when I got through chemotherapy and I got off Flonase and all of that, and I started listening to podcasts like you do. Mm-hmm.
0: I sometimes question if they keep me up, though. Do I you? Know. I I wonder if they keep me up. But what I do is I re-listen to like I'm I'm a comfort reader, like mm-hmm. that's how I soothe myself. So I'll listen to my favorite books that I've like heard a million times. Mm-hmm. So I'm not paying attention as much. I'm not, like, as actively engaged. It's just, like, the words are soothing me.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But, yes, I do. I do worry about that. And At some point in my life, I would like to be able to go to sleep without listening to an audiobook. So, I should, like, work on that. But I could go to my doctor and get you know, a prescription for something. Right. But I didn't want to do that until after I feel like I'm back to myself, like I'm back to the level of activity that I want to be able to do, that I'm, you know, back to normal, whatever that means, after. Mm -hmm. I guess I'm getting to that point. I mean, I'm mostly, mostly back to physically normal, except except for the sleep.
1: I sometimes feel like We have to paddle so much harder just to get as much forward momentum, though, as we used to. And I think that's hard, and we can't forget that. It's really hard.
0: And if you can't recharge your batteries on top of it, it's difficult. So usually people are aging, like, every day a little bit, so it's incremental, and so you don't notice. But maybe you just have that compressed when you go through cancer. You just have it, like, all at once,
1: I read a horrifying thing that stuck with me for quite some time that um, one year of chemotherapy, I don't know what that means, I don't know what kind of chemotherapy, will age the average person by 10 years. Oh. Now, I, yeah, well, I i tried to twist that because I think that sounds pretty negative too, but I will say this, I've never... I had a sleep problem like this, but my mom does and she went through that in menopause and like, it's just, I'm just seeing some stuff where I'm like, mm.
0: I mean, the menopause is also really super not conducive to sleeping because the hot flashes and the night sweats and I'll I'll wake up because I'm hot. So I'll take off the covers and then I'll wake up because I'm cold. So I'll put back on the covers and it's like 18 times a night. Ugh. I think everyone is going through menopause or even just
1: gets hot can i used to not be one of those people who'd get hot like this but i do now too i I wouldn't call it i'm having hot flashes because i've had really bad hot flashes when i was going through that chemo um stuff but like i just was shopping for mattresses this weekend and you know they do these questionnaires when you're shopping for mattresses and the one thing i had was like yeah i have hot fluctuations at night yeah you know and it's tough like you should not have a fo- a foam bed or a very
0: deeply foam bed and, like you need air it feels like I can't regulate my temperature anymore you probably can't like I'll get super hot and then I'll get super cold so do you think it's physical side effects all of this fatigue do you think it's physical do you think it's emotional do you think it's psychological I don't know I think it's kind of all of everything. Sleep is weird. We close our eyes and we go away to another world. I mean, it's very weird. Well, and we go away with. to another world to, like, process what's happened during the day. And maybe, like, we can't process what's happened during the day. Are you dreaming? Like, are you having intense dreams in the periods that you are sleeping that you remember? Um, Occasionally, I will have really intense dreams. Um, but not... Not notably. Do you have... Oh, yeah. But
1: I've always had really intense dreams, so that's not out of the norm. And I do find when I'm sleeping less, it almost gets more intense because they're more compressed. You
0: have to to fit a lot of, like, processing into a shorter amount of time. Yeah,
1: but it's like, so how is it affecting you, like, during the day, though? Because you said you feel a little tired.
0: Yes. Well, it used to be that if caffeine didn't perk me up, I knew that I was sick. But now I will, like, chug, you know, five cups of coffee, and I'm still just exhausted. It's, like, bone-deep exhaustion. And I don't like it because I have, like, such a flat affect, and I'm, like, extra emotional when you're tired because...
1: You're exhausted. Because you're exhausted. You're exhausted.
0: Yeah, I am...
1: I've been through it. I went through a period where I was doing some training that it was part of it was doing 4 or 5 hours of sleep a night and there's no filter when you're tired like that is yeah. there. There's just self-preservation, I think. Yeah. And you can function. I mean, I, you can function. You can do everything, but it's it's, hard.
0: it's not with a sense of joy. Well, and you for really me. you really have to prioritize because there's like birthday parties that I just can't, like, get enough oomph to go up for. Lana, you don't have to come to my birthday party if you don't want to. (laughs) I'm coming to your birthday party. Is your way of saying you're not coming to my birthday party? (laughs) This is (laughs) not, although... Because I really want you to be there. I. (laughs) (laughs) But if If, you're too tired... If I did tell you, it would be on the podcast.
1: Okay, and can I tell you something else? If you get tired at my party, I want you to feel comfortable enough to come up and take a nap, Uh, too. Like, that's really okay, and I think that... You know what? So I've gotten a little more gentle in myself too over time. Like I, I work in an office now, but if I were working at home, I may take a little nap and like add an hour to my day, you know, at the end of the day, if I could, it's obviously not appropriate, but I do find I don't push myself to work till seven o'clock every single night. If I get into the office at eight, I just don't, I, it's, you know, and I think that that's part of just being, I don't know, just kind of
0: different. Right. Yeah. Well, and being gentle with yourself is, like, a really important theme throughout all of cancer treatment, and I think it's something, like, I struggle with it still, yeah. because I expect more of myself, I expect to be able to do the things that I want to be able to do, um, and I just can't. Well, I think you do a really good job of doing what you can do
1: okay I think you actually have a really full rich life for someone who never went through cancer and isn't living really far away from the place that you grew up do you know what I mean like you live on another coast far away now from where you grew up and I think that you're doing great you know but your bar is set for something different and I think you're going to hit that but it just it's that like time I mean I felt really different last year compared to this year I see pictures of myself, and I'm like, whoa. Like, not nice pictures of myself that I've chosen to be on social media, but I see pictures of myself, like, for my ID badge for the airport, and it doesn't look good. Yeah.
0: Fatigue is one of the biggest side effects of radiation, and that lingers for a long time. And I wonder, for me, if that is the why I'm so tired still. But it's been like a year. Yeah, but Liana,
1: I okay, so I didn't have radiation, but I'm exhausted too, and I keep being told too that it's because I went through chemotherapy and they finally took it took a long time for them to take the anemia seriously and I'm glad that finally it was dealt with. Um You just had to push? I did have to push and I I guess I wonder this too, and this is just an open question, but like Is the fatigue associated with radiation, as far as we know, as far as you know, is it associated with the tissue growing back? Like, is it regenerating?
0: Because you're burning it, right? So the way that I understand it, and I'm not an expert in this, but the way that I understand it is that the radiation just, like, screws up all your cells. So the red blood cells that are going through that area are just damaged. So your body is spending so much effort to repair yes um and all of those damaged blood cells are going all around your body got it so you're not as efficient and radiation like takes a long time to come on with all the side effects and then it peaks like a couple of months honestly after Mm, like it's like chemo it sounds a lot like Uh chemo but different and worse in a way yeah i mean it's all pretty terrible like most of my fatigue really set in with radiation because I feel like between chemo's I would bounce back. Yeah. And start to feel like normal before I like went under again. But with radiation, like you, there's no chance to rebound. Right, because it's every day. Yes. Five days a week at the same time. Yes. How long were you there for? It was like usually a half hour appointment.
1: Like, no wonder you can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty crazy stuff. Like, I'm remembering Allie talking about, like, the face mask that she had to wear. Like, do do you know what I mean?
0: Like, no wonder we can't sleep. Yeah. And the face mask, like, taking away your identity.
1: (laughs) I don't even... That's just, like, a weird, torturous medieval sort of... But it's high-tech medieval. Anyway, but... uh, (laughs) it's it's just no wonder you can't sleep i mean this is pretty crazy stuff to
0: to have gone through well and there's like the psychological i mean we've talked a lot about like ptsd type symptoms and fatigue and not being able to sleep is a side effect of like trauma right of course so,
1: and again, I think it is that horrible. I'm, for me, the way that I would relate to it again is saying that you know the feeling of like I'm gonna get up in the morning and there's still gonna be some really big problems to solve, <laughs> you know. And especially when you're going through treatment, still in some way, in some shape, some form, that's really hard. It's much harder than being on the other side. And we're I don't any think that many of us feel completely done ever. Yeah. I'm going back for some more surgery in August. You know what I mean? I expect that I'll be going back for more surgery again at some point. And
0: more and it's all, you know, it's all just aesthetic stuff, but it has to it should be done. And every time it's you know, because it takes a while to recover
1: from the surgery. And you have to sleep when you have surgery. So that's when I take the lorazepam, and that's what I've been told to do. And they want to feed me tons of Oxycontin, and this time I'm going to say no, because I can't sleep. I stay up all oh. night itching, and I'm going to have to tell them I'm allergic to it, because I don't know what else to call it. Right. But I... I hate that stuff. I'd rather just
0: have Tylenol. I hate the Oxy, too. I did it for, like, a couple of days. <laughs> Does it keep you up, too? Um, it just makes me... I feel like I'm experiencing life through cotton. It, it To me, it's like a itchy cotton. Mm. Yeah, everything's just, like, muted and...
1: They tell you on the away. bottle to take four of these pills a day. They give you, like, 20 of them after surgery. I just mm-hmm. looked at it, and I was like, okay, I would be I would want to kill myself I mean it was it was it just looked awful it's a bit I usually take two after that um but yeah you have to sleep after that you have to anesthetize Um, let me just say I feel the need to sleep after that and that's what I've been told and I think it's a good idea but does it screw up your sleep cycle for the
0: next week after that Uh uh-huh oh yeah well and you need to sleep to heal like you're never gonna heal if you don't sleep do you
1: think, too, when you're on an estrogen blocker, you're on an estrogen blocker, yes. right, that that's an issue? Because my mom's started having some more
0: sleeping issues, I think, when she was
1: in menopause.
0: Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sure that the shots that they have me on and the pills that they have me on um, affect my sleep. My My mom had problems with sleeping when she was going through menopause. Yeah. Okay. So. I've wondered about that for myself. And I got, uh, you know, special cool jammies from, you know, a mother-in-law of my brother who gave me. She's like, I totally feel you. That's really
1: nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's really
0: nice. It is really. There there are some things that you can do. Like, I have a pillow that's, it's supposed to be a cooling pillow, which helps. Um, And sometimes I'll put that pillow underneath my knees because it's so hard to sleep on your back. Oh my God, the back
1: thing. So, how long? So, what we're referring to is when you get any kind of a mastectomy, a single or bilateral, you have to learn how to sleep on your back. And if you're not quickly. a back
0: sleeper, mm. it's, it's it's a rough transition. Cause how did you, you learn do a back it? sleeper? No, a stomach sleeper, the exact okay. opposite. How about you? Um, I'm a side sleeper. I go between side and stomach. Okay. Yeah. And did you immediately after surgery have like a recliner or, you know, like they say that it's like a chair? easier. Yeah. Like no, a chair I didn't have
1: a recliner chair. Okay. I never heard that. That's a good piece of advice, but oh. I never heard that. Yeah. I wasn't about to get a recliner chair.
0: Well, I was trying to see if I could like rent one because I don't <laughs> want like a recliner for the rest of my life. <laughs> it just, me it nice just be reminds me of Archie Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, you cannot rent a recliner in Boston. Maybe I could have done, like, rent to own. They didn't have them at Rent-A-Center. They just probably do TVs and stuff. Anyway, anyway am I going to carry a recliner home on my bike?
1: Leanna, I wish <laughs> I'd known you. I would have helped you with your recliner. But <laughs> I did not know about the recliner. So I used, it was, like, this blanket, like, that That we, we've we got some blankets around us. I had, like, a blanket that I would put around my neck and I would call myself a sick Indian because it was referencing sleep Clath. <laughs> and I would lie there with like, I would put blankets and pillows around me just to support me. And then I would feel like really, I couldn't move because I had so many blankets on me, wrapped around me, and I would just fall asleep like that. Truly looking like a sick, dying Indian, I'm sure. I mean. <laughs> but you were like reclined back? Sort of up on pillows slightly, like maybe two pillows underneath me. And then I would have like these
0: blankets that I would put around me, kind of maybe one or two, usually two, I would say. So you know how in car seats, babies have like the little rainbow things to keep their heads in place. That's what you were doing. with. That's blankets. what I was doing with the blankets. Or okay. What people do in a bigger way, what people do when they're on
1: an airplane with the inflatable things. Right.
0: I I found I would stay on my back if I put something under my knees. That's so I had my... Wedge and because the pressure after surgery, if you like, yeah. lay on your back, it's, it's I don't know what it is, it feels like an elephant sitting on your chest. Well, yeah, <laughs> and then I had like another big cushion that I would put underneath my, it, it, I would make like a little nest, but it's sort of what I did, yeah, you just sort of build a nest
1: out around your body. Like what would have been nice is like some of those human sized pillows, you know, that you could use as more of your nest around your body, but I didn't even think of that stuff.
0: Well, the microbead pillows were key for me. Gosh, I didn't think of that either, but that's a really good idea oh, too. Oh, the micro, the microbead pillows are the only thing. It has like all the little beads inside of it, so you can like squish it into any shape. Uh-huh. And it's very useful to have a couple of those when you're like, you have that arm that can't get comfortable. <sighs> right. So
1: Yeah. I wish I'd known this stuff. See, this is good stuff. Like, I had no idea. I've never thought of the microbead pillows. Now it's a different deal. Like, one of the things I would really like to get, now that I'm healed up, but I do think I have still some weird PTSD that got me up last night at 3.15 in the morning. Was it bed dreams? Yeah, no. Not really. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was much. And then I started listening to podcasts, and they were interesting, (laughs) and then they would end. (laughs) (laughs) Then I would listen to another. But it's, yeah, it sucks. I mean, I I just notice this stuff more than I ever did. Like I said, I used to be a champion sleeper, much like you, consistently. Now it's like I do it in
0: spurts. So do we have any, like, answers? Do we have any protocols (laughs) for this? I can just go off the cuff. I take Valerian sometimes
1: to fall asleep. Okay,
0: yes. So that's herbal. I need to pick up
1: some more of that. Magnesium is also helpful as a supplement for me. I've used that for a long time. Um, Melatonin? I have to stay away from that. But people do get success with it. I just, it messes me up and creates a dependency.
0: Okay.
1: So I think for other people, maybe for me, not so much. There's some other herbal cures, but I don't really feel like going down that rabbit hole right now. But those are my top two. Keep it simple. Yeah.
0: I mean I don't I don't know that I have answers. I think you do about exercise. Well, so I have to exercise enough to wear myself out. Mhm. Like I just have to be as physically exhausted as I am mentally exhausted. And I've had some success with that, but it's exhausting (laughs) to exercise that much. And it's,
1: you know, as your friend, I worry about you, too. Like, I want you to be safe on your bike. I
0: mean, biking in the city is not the safest thing. Biking in the city is a practice
1: of being conscious at all times.
0: I have a non-zero chance of death. I mean, but we all have a non-zero chance of death. I know. But I think that that protocol is
1: really important of doing as much exercise as you can um, to...
0: And even... Exhaust yourself. Even though, especially because you don't feel like it. Yeah. Like, you really have to, like... (laughs) I have to make myself...
1: I think that's when you get the most benefit out of it sometimes. But it is hard. And I think it's hard to know your limitations, too. Like, I used to be someone who would always push it no matter what, almost. And now I've realized that isn't really the way that works. Yeah. I don't know. I think that as far as protocols, I think the drugs do work. It's just be aware if you're taking benzos, you're going to have to withdraw at some point. I've withdrawn twice now, having to have gone out of treatment, and sort of like back into treatment unexpectedly and needing them. And I've cold turkeyed it both times. That's not advisable. Um, it sucks. <laughs> But I will tell you, if you do cold turkey it's going to take about five days. It's very unpleasant. The way you should do it is probably 10 days or 15 days in a weaning down period.
0: Well, and I've heard, I mean, from a medical oncologist that your body is dumb. And if you're not taking it every day, if you're taking it like once every three days or once every four days. I think that's a totally different ballgame. It's, diff- it's a different ballgame. So yeah. if you can get a good night's sleep, like, you know, a couple times a week. <laughs>
1: it's really weird we're talking about this because I was actually shopping for mattresses. It's just really Ooh. weird. It's more money than I've ever spent on a mattress in oh. life. But I think it's going to be worth it because it is true. You spend a lot of time on your mattress. Maybe that's another protocol. Like... So one of the things I'd wished for when people were being more charitable is that I'd gotten a new mattress for cancer. That would be a good thing to ask for, right? Oh my God, yes. In hindsight, people yes. were like breaking out the checkbook at because that point. you, you were going to be spending a lot of time, lot of time in Get a bed. pillow top, get gel cooling, uh-huh. like prepare yourself for get menopause. Get some nice pillows. Right. Or maybe you want one of those adjustable um, beds that goes, like, because they're selling all of his adjustable platforms now as an add-on. And if, my God, if you had to sleep on your back and you could, like, lift, raise your back. Oh, yeah. Oh, there are some beds that are the Mac Daddy. And if you have people that are opening their checkbooks, you can get these, like, all-natural versions, too, <laughs> that are made with, like, special sheep. But, no, seriously, investing in a good mattress, good pillows, taking some of Leanna's tips into account, too, of the, the wedges and the gel pack, the micro
0: whatever beads yeah you can you can get some good accessories accessorize your sleep appropriately awesome all right right. well listen i hope you get some sleep tonight i hope i do too okay thanks cancer thanks cancer
1: can't always be a party (laughs) hey guys thanks so much for listening to this
0: episode of thanks cancer if you want to find us you can find us on facebook at thanks cancer on instagram as thanks cancer and on twitter as, guess what? Thanks, Cancer. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you're so
1: inclined, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. And subscribe. And yeah, definitely subscribe. And listen, we want to hear your stories, too. So please reach out to us at info at if you have something to share.
0: Well, the traffic stopped you lay. With your cancer card, we're your passport date. Cause cancer's damn
1: hard. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks,
0: cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark.